Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. Getting dark real early now. Like the daytime never had a chance. Welcome to Desert Oracle Radio, which broadcasts from Joshua Tree, just like the robot lady said. But what does anybody even mean when they say that? In the autumn of our solar year 2021... If you live over in 29 Palms, Joshua Tree is both the name of the national park that has its headquarters in 29 and the unincorporated rectangle of Desert One Over before Yucca Valley with the national park boundary on the south end and the marine base to the north. And it's the name of a yucca tree that does not grow in 29 palms, really, because it's outside the higher altitude and slightly cooler and wetter Joshua Tree Zone. You know it when you see it. When you're in the zone. Because in the zone there are Joshua trees. Beyond the zone, they are only there through accident or oddity. And never in numbers. They also don't appreciate fire. If you have a connection to the outside world, you might say Joshua Tree to mean the Morongo Basin, that stretch of desert between Wonder Valley at the east end and Morongo Valley on the southwestern end. some people who say Joshua Tree when they're talking about Johnson Valley. It takes all kinds. Speaking of Johnson Valley, there's a spot or two going up that road where the Joshua Trees rapidly fade into the rear view, but you still see an occasional old beast still hanging on Nothing but creosote and shotgun shells around it. You get those islands here and there, like coming out of Cedar City into St. George. Just for an exit or two, and that's it. 
This is same coming up on Olancha on the 395 or headed south on Highway 93 just before Wickenburg. If you see some Joshua trees growing wherever you happen to be, that's an indication that you happen to be in the Mojave Desert. It's an indicator species. Because the Mojave isn't just some little spot behind about 5,000 vacation rentals around Joshua Tree, or probably Landers. It's a healthy chunk of the state of California. Along with northwestern Arizona, southern Nevada, and a sliver of Utah that goes right into Zion National Park. someone will be speaking facts, it means they're about to tell you a lot of opinions, which they might also call truth, as in, that's my truth. Not a wonderful habit, rhetorically speaking, in this case speaking of rhetoric. But if I tell you there will be factual information presented, which I rarely do, even though the historical and cultural and occult and ecological tales you hear on this program are believed to be true by leading experts, including the host of this program. Well, you won't be publicly humiliated if you're taking a nice peaceful hike with seven or eight hundred strangers and repeat something you've heard here about wildlife or cactus or whatever. Because everybody will be talking so loud on their nature hike with seven or eight hundred other people, all in their hiking costumes, that nobody will notice whatever you say. This is Desert Oracle Radio. I'm your host, Ken Lane. It's time for an allegedly regular feature we do around here called Strange and Unusual Facts. chasing prey can run 70 kilometers per hour. And that's probably pretty fast. There are 19 subspecies of coyote, and eastern coyotes have a lot more wolf in them than our southwestern coyotes. Coyotes are monogamous. Which means they aren't whoring around all the time like people. And they're monogamous even though there's no threat of them losing their home or their health insurance or whatever if they stray. It's just their nature. 
And yet, coyotes will mate with domestic dogs or wolves. Whether they're monogamous with domestic dogs or wolves, or maybe the biological social research is a little bit lacking, we just don't know. They will eat anything in a pinch, but rodents are their daily bread, so to speak. Although they'll eat bread, too, or hamburgers, or cat food, or especially the pea pod-shaped pods of the mesquite tree. Common in their southwestern range, and which can provide most of their nutritional needs when the lean times come. And in the desert, the lean times come fairly often. Less rain than usual or no real winter snow in the higher elevations. Well, that equals a much smaller crop of rat babies. Pack rats, wood rats, kangaroo rats, whatever the rodent, there are less of them when there's less precipitation. Less precipitation means less wildflowers, less plant growth, less seeds. Speaking of seeds, the kangaroo rat and its cousin, the kangaroo mouse, can go a lifetime without a drink of water. They get their water from the seeds. Imagine if you were thirsty after a long hike with seven or eight hundred strangers. And somebody had filled your canteen with sunflower seeds. Coyotes are especially good at hunting rodents because they are grade-A champion pouncers. The way a coyote can pounce well, it can make a common house cat livid with shame and resentment. Because coyotes can make horizontal leaps of 12 or 13 feet or 4 meters. That's four times their entire body length. Despite all this, you'll find some old people who just hate coyotes because old people know death is coming. And the coyotes will never sing for them. But our wild canine is really not a bother to anyone. Why not let them be? Enjoy their songs, enjoy the wonderful job they do controlling the rat populations. Enjoy getting to see a real wild canine that has figured out how to thrive in a world we've made mostly for ourselves and our cars. The Latin species name of the coyote is Canis latrans. I've heard rangers say it, Canis latrans. Canis Latrans. Who speaks Latin? Does anyone speak Latin around here? Canis Latrans? I bet that's what my priest would say if I had a priest who spoke Latin. Canis for dog, 
latrons for barker barking. Of course, coyotes do a lot more than bark. They have the most beautiful voices of the night full of emotion and life. They yip and they howl, they moan and they yowl. And you know when they're all in a full chorus, like a midnight choir of winos around the fire can, well, that's the most beautiful thing you can hear. Is that a subjective fact? I don't know. I'll have to run it by the research department. Speaking of Connie's Ladrons, don't feel bad if you don't know how to pronounce it. I've heard a dozen different wildlife biologists say it a dozen different ways. All with whatever regional accent and dialect they bring to the job. is just what you already call it. Coyote. Coyote. Or coyote, the southwestern dialect version. The word comes to us from ancient Aztec through Mexican Spanish. He is the trickster in the form of the cunning wild dog of the hills. American biologists slapped a Latin name on coyote in the 1800s. Some of the other names European Americans tried to stick on our beloved coyote include Prairie Wolf and American Jackal. Lewis and Clark tried Burrowing Dog in their diaries of their western voyages, but that sounded dumb as hell. Besides, the French and Indian fur traders already had a burrowing dog in their vocabulary, the prairie dog. Eventually, the new populations of European Americans in the West came to know our small wolf by its ancient Udo-Aztecan name. And here's something to remember next time you read about your tax dollars being spent to massacre coyotes by the thousands while you can't get dental insurance. Coyote is a compact-sized wolf, brilliant and adaptable, but it's also God. Looking for God in the world? Watch the coyote. Wee Wee Coyote, that's its holy name. Old, old coyote. Lord of the arts. God of music and dance. Our guide through adolescence and onward to adulthood. King of the prank. Patron of uninhibited sexuality. Nobody loves a party more or throws better ones. When he's not making a mockery of the other gods and their powers. Or engaged in the most absurd games of love and betrayal. He's playing with the humans, his favorite creatures. Sometimes it's harmless fun and sometimes he once again tricks the people into another fruitless war against themselves. Because he's bored. We've all been there. 
divine trickster, the keeper of esoteric knowledge. Therefore, his libertine people, whenever they get in a fix, which they always do, just like Coyote does. Wise and practical, to the point, and an outrageous liar. Lord of earthly beauty and magic. He is the patron of artisans and artists, musicians and whores, storytellers and the weavers of fine embroidery. He likes nice things and he needs to be entertained. And he's always on the prowl. But don't get too caught up in the he part either, because like all tricksters and magicians, we wee coyotal is gender fluid. Any port in a storm or at a party, and why not? Why not acknowledge the gods who are truly reflective of our nature and contradictions, our promiscuity and creativity? threshold for boredom. Interesting reptile while you're walking around in the desert. The desert horn lizard is commonly called the horny toad because it looks more like a toad with its flat body about four inches. And also that's a funnier name. In the wild, which is the only place a horned lizard belongs, the desert horned lizard can live up to eight years, all on a diet of mostly harvester ants, which is why you'll sometimes notice a horned lizard hanging around the side of the trail, where the ants are walking right by in a line. Is like DoorDash. But if you've ever looked closely at a horn lizard and wondered what's going on with all those thorn-like spikes and horns around the head and neck, do yourself a favor and look up a picture of a horn lizard skull. All those frightening-looking horns are part of the skull, part of the bone which makes it probably the most death metal skull of all desert creatures.
listen, I have to tell you about something. The first, and perhaps the only, Desert Oracle radio tour is on its way to your southwestern town. Going all the way to the Mississippi River and back again, how about that? Come on out for a night of strange desert tales, including yours if you volunteer to use our haunted telephone to call in. We record these live radio shows for use on this very program, as is only natural. Tickets are on sale now. And I swear I'll shut up about it when it's over. This tour coincides with the publication of the paperback edition of Desert Oracle Volume 1. Out on December 7 from Picadora Books. November 26th at Bridges, that's a strange old church in San Diego. The 27th in Tucson, Hotel Congress, Club Congress. December 2 at the Stateside Theater in Austin. On the 4th at the Texas Theater in Dallas, you know where they arrested one or more versions of Lee Harvey Oswald. Sunday the 5th at Paper Tiger, San Antonio. December 7 at the Galveston Artist Residency, a free performance. On Wednesday, December 8 at Gasa Gasa in my dear old hometown of New Orleans. December 11, at Growlers in Memphis. Yes, that's Elvis Presley's former karate dojo. Sunday the 12th, at Opolis in Norman, Oklahoma. Homeland of my maternal grandfather. I'm gonna go look for where he was born. Tuesday the 14th at the Jean Cocteau Cinema in Santa Fe. That's the theater beautifully restored by the author George R.R. R. Martin. The 15th in Mesa, Arizona at the lovely Nesbitt Elliott Playhouse. And wrapping it up on Friday, December 17th at the Philosophical Research Society Library in Los Angeles, California. Go to DesertOracle.com and click Events for all the dates and venues and ticket links.
From Amboy to Zizix and across the great Mojave wilderness, this is Desert Oracle Radio, broadcasting from Joshua Tree. Maybe you're listening in or around JT tonight on our hometown station, KCDZ 107.7 FM. Maybe you're listening on KZMU in Moab Castle Valley on Saturday nights or Valley 104.9 up in Twin Peaks land Sunday evenings or Radio Free Lexington in Kentucky or Black Sheep Radio up in Vermont or Lookout FM in Burbank and Hollywood. Wherever you're listening, I bet there's a coyote not too far away from you right now. It had been too long since I'd taken a long early evening hike in my favorite county nature preserve in the area. And I was out there a couple of nights ago and was completely surrounded by the coyotes singing to each other. That's the best seat in the house. We'll be back next week with more Desert Oracle Radio. Thank you for joining us tonight. And thanks to our friend Red Blue Black Silver for the haunting soundscapes you heard on this program. Watch out for the coyotes. And good night from the voice of the desert. (laughs) 